Once you start getting work, you quickly realize that you need to learn how to manage your workload, and that's what we're talking about today. You're listening to Copy Chatter, the podcast where we talk about all things writing business. We're having a conversation here about freelance writing and freelance writers, and you are invited. Let's chat about business, marketing, dealing with clients, mindset issues, copy tips, and rolling with the changes. We'll also delve into what's going on with this particular writer as I grow and build my own business. Ready to talk shop? It's time for some copy chatter. Workload management is one of those topics that's not very exciting, but is very, very important. (laughs) And it's something that I get questions on a lot. Um, So many questions, in fact, that I've made uh, like a mini course, a mini, a training on workload management, and I include it as a bonus in one of my courses, um, just to help folks be able to manage um, their workload. (laughs) It's pretty straightforward, workload management. So I, I sat down and I made a list of five things that um, once you become aware of these things, it's going to be a lot easier to make conscious decisions about the deadlines that you accept and the types of projects that you take and how you kind of, how you schedule out your time, both day to day and um, in terms of your client load and the projects that you have on your docket. So let's jump right in. Number one, the first tip I have is to know your energy patterns. And this has to do with the cycles of energy throughout your day, and maybe even throughout your week, um, and possibly even throughout your month. (laughs) So the, um, like the micro energy cycle, um, if you've ever heard of the 3pm crash, if you're familiar with that, where everyone goes out and they have lunch, um, and then they come back and they're awake for a little bit, but then it's like three o'clock and we're all falling asleep at our desks, right? That's that's how the story goes. Um, that has to do with an energy an energy cycle or an energy pattern. And for many people, 3 p.m. is a low point in energy. Um, for many of us, we have high energy in the morning and low energy in the afternoon, and then maybe it comes back in the evening, at, you know, at like seven or maybe 11, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but start paying attention to your how your energy shifts up and down throughout the day and start paying attention to um, the times of day where it's easier for you to get the like the deep work of writing actually done. You may find that you have a lot of energy and bandwidth in that like four to six p.m. window if someone else is handling dinner or if you're gonna if you do dinner late. You may find that you have the most energy from 10 p.m. to midnight. You may find that you have the most energy from like 5 to 7. And now most people don't think of 5 a.m. as being energetic. But if you try it, um, you can get into a pretty good routine. I used to get up at 4 a.m. before I had the baby. I'd get up at 4 a.m. and I'd make myself a cup of tea and I would um, sort of get all my stuff together for the day. And then I had just tons of mental energy and I was really highly productive. Um, It turns out that that like 5 to 7 a.m. window is a really good window for me when I have children who sleep through the night. (laughs) That's the caveat, Um, which I do not have at the moment. So I'm not getting up at 5 a.m. or 4 a.m. right now. Um, Okay, so, so that's the first tip is start to become aware of your energy patterns and block out time to do your writing at the times when you are physically most inclined to be successful. Um, The next thing to do for managing your workload is to get really clear on how much time you have 
each week and also to get really clear on how long it takes you to do stuff. So if you have 10 hours a week to do your client work, um, maybe reserve one or ideally not, but maybe two hours for administrative stuff, you know, sending invoices, updating your website, um, replying to emails, blah, blah, blah. Um, and that, so then you have eight or nine hours left to do client work. So that's an important number to know. I have nine hours of client work in any given week. And then the next thing that you need to know is how much client work can you fit into those nine hours? So if it takes you approximately one hour to write 500 words, then you know that you can handle approximately, uh, what would that be, uh, 4,500 words a week. Maybe a little more, maybe a little less. Um, But now you know basically how many assignments you can accept, you know, how many deadlines you can accept in a given week or, you know, how much work you can take on. If you only have 10 hours to work and it takes you an hour to write 500 words, then then you can't pick up 20,000 words worth of blog posts. I don't think I did the math right. Yes, I did the math right. Um, You just don't have the time to pull it off and you're going to be incredibly stressed out, incredibly unhappy, and everyone around you is going to suffer because you're going completely nuts. And it's it's not a good situation. So know how much time you have and know how much time um, it takes for you to do the work. And that will help you keep your workload manageable. The next thing that I recommend that you do is to build in some internal deadlines so that you can give yourself um, what I call a long runway. And I didn't invent that term. I, I borrowed it from somebody. <laughs> You want a long runway. So if you have something that's due on a Friday, schedule it on your calendar to have it done by Tuesday so that if something happens um, and you lose a day or maybe even two days of work, then all is not lost and you're still covered and you can still get your stuff turned in on time. And that is what you want. And that is like being a professional, (laughs) making sure that you are set up to succeed at delivering your deliverables. Okay, so set your internal deadlines earlier. And this is also really helpful because it gives you time to go cold on the writing and then you can do one last read through, catch any last typos or errors before you send it along and your copy is going to be cleaner and better and you are going to be less crazed. The fourth tip I have for you is to set for yourself um, like client hours or office hours, if you want to think of them that way, so that you don't feel like you always have to be on. You don't always have to be responsive or checking email or taking messages or whatever. So um, just it, you don't even necessarily have to communicate these hours to your clients. Just know that um, I check my work email at 6 a.m., at 10 a.m., at noon, and at 4 p.m., you know, and and then don't check your email in the evenings. Or maybe the evenings are the only time that you check your email. Anyway, set yourself some hours, put some boundaries around your working time so that you don't get sucked in um, when you would otherwise be doing other things, you know, out there living your life or whatever. It is really okay to do that. Um, I will give you a tip that not everyone seems to know, and I hope that this will help you. A lot of times your clients will send you stuff just kind of as they think about it and they are not expecting an immediate response. I do this with my assistant all the time. I'll send her messages at like 9 a.m. or 2 a.m. or 11 p.m. 
I know that she works in the afternoons. She, you know, she's, I'm probably going to start hearing from her between like four and six my time. I know that's more or less when she's online. Um, and I know that she'll get to my messages at that point. And I don't expect her to respond outside of the times that she's working. Most people are like this. Most people, especially if they are busy, um, or if you're working off hours and they know it, uh, even if they don't know it, most people are going to send you a message or send you an email and assume that they're going to hear back from you today or maybe tomorrow, depending on what time of day it is. They're not expecting to hear back from you immediately. They're not. Um, and if they are, you might need to get rid of them <laughs> because that's unreasonable. Um, okay, so I hope that that encourages you to start to set boundaries for yourself and not feel like you have to be on all the time because you do not have to be on all the time, I promise, unless it's part of the role that you've taken on. You know, if you're like the content director, maybe you need to be on and reachable, but if you're just writing stuff, you you don't have to be. Um, okay, and now the fifth thing, the final tip I want to offer you today for managing your workload is to um, track your stuff fire your brain, and set up reminders. Okay, so <laughs> what I mean is um, when you have a deadline, put it on your calendar or your Trello board or your whatever, attach a date to it and set it to remind you. Um, and if you can, set multiple notifications. I like to set a notification that's like three days in advance and then a notification that goes off the morning of so that I can make sure it's done in time, you know, I can see it coming down the pike. And then um, I also make sure that I don't forget to actually send it along, which has happened a few times, a couple of times, not many, mostly when I was at Disney World. <laughs> and I'd write something in advance and forget to send it. Um, I needed reminders. So um, I just use Google Calendar for this. But again, any project management software is going to have it built in. Any calendar app or website that is worth anything will have reminders. You can also use um, Boomerang if you use Gmail for your inbox. Boomerang will um, can also help you with um, reminders. It brings things into your inbox that you need to send or whatever or respond to or schedule out. Um, so that's that's something that you do. But, but the best way to equip yourself for success in not missing deadlines <laughs> is to put them on the calendar, set reminders, and don't try to remember them. Make sure that you have stuff written down. I am actually finding that it helps me now when I take an assignment, I I put a reminder every day on my Google calendar that says today's client work is this, this, and this. Um, so that when I'm looking at my calendar, I'm not overbooking or or anything like that. Um, now that I have switched gears and I'm doing more large project stuff, um, I find that this is really helpful because I might be spending a month on one big project, um, but I can I can pick up other stuff as long as I have the bandwidth and I know what my bandwidth is based on what I have on the calendar on any particular day. And so that has been really helpful. So this is a fairly short episode, but I hope that this helps you. Um, just five tips for managing your workload. And if you can start implementing all of those tips, you're going to find that your life is a lot easier, that you are drowning less often, feeling overwhelmed less often. Um, you may even start to feel 
or start to realize that you are an in-demand writer, which is a really nice feeling if you have to schedule out. You know, you tell people, I can start writing for you beginning in two weeks, you know, because you're booked out before then. It's a really good feeling, and I want that feeling for you. So there you have it. Let me know if you have any questions. Best way to reach me is to come to the Facebook group. We are called the Inkwell Guild, and you can search for the Inkwell Guild right there on Facebook itself, or you can go to theinkwellguild.com, and that will take you straight there. And I look forward to hearing from you. A funny thing happened the other day. I realized that many of my podcast listeners don't know about Clips Camp. So now I'm going to tell you about it. Clips Camp is a three-week course for new and advanced new (laughs) freelance writers who want to get started with high paid client work. If you are on Upwork and miserable, if you're on Fiverr and miserable, or if you haven't even done anything to get started and you don't know what the first step is, Clips Camp is for you. I'm teaching you how to put together a solid portfolio of writing samples that position you as the kind of awesome writer that awesome clients want to hire. So if you want in on that or you just want more information, go to clipscamp.com and I will see you on the inside.